Hi everyone. This week's podcast episode is special. We're actually releasing the keynote session from the Cannabis Marketing Summit. It's a fireside chat between me and Corvain Cooper. I'm Lisa Buffo, the founder and CEO of the Cannabis Marketing Association. You can find me on social media at LeeBuff on Instagram at LeeBuff21 on Twitter, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. Please reach out and let me know you're one of our listeners. This keynote session was very special for me. Corvain is a formerly incarcerated person who was serving a life sentence without the chance of parole for cannabis charges. Corvain was released on clemency in 2021 by former President Donald Trump. And since his release last year, Corvain has been working as the brand ambassador at 40 Tons a black woman-owned premium cannabis clothing and accessories brand in Los Angeles, California. Corvain grew up on the east side of South Central LA. Drawing from his experience navigating the legacy market, he also has a background in apparel, fashion, and brand building. Corvain is an avid public speaker, activist, and advocate, bringing awareness to 40 tons and the causes that it serves. Please take a note and listen to this keynote We have the video of it on our YouTube channel as well. Please connect with Corvain and follow his brand, 40 Tons. This was a really special conversation, and I'm really looking forward to you listening to it today. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Okay, good morning, everybody. How is everybody today? Did everybody have fun at Tetra Lounge last night? I almost lost my voice but I haven't, so I'm really glad. (laughs) Okay, thank you all for being here bright and early. I am admittedly the most excited about this session. It is very special to me. Um, So I'm gonna try to keep it cool on stage. Um, But if you haven't met him already, this is Corvain Cooper, my dear friend, the chief brand ambassador of 40 Tons, um, who I met in 2020, so middle of 2020, yeah. Cannabis Marketing Association partnered with Last Prisoner Project and did a series of letter writing campaigns. Yeah. So I met uh, Mary Bailey, Last Prisoner Project's executive director, and again, this was like peak pandemic. So we did a series of Zoom calls with our members. Some of you may have been in them, and we just sat on Zoom and wrote letters to those who were currently incarcerated for cannabis. And Mary made a point specifically to tell me about Corvain and to have me write to Corvain and connect with him. At the time, Corvain was serving a life sentence without, without the chance for parole um, in, a, in a prison in Louisiana. And um, he, he's not anymore. He's here on stage. So this is like literally a miracle and so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, So it is my absolute pleasure and honor to be here speaking with you. So Corvain, if you could um, just tell the audience a little bit about your backstory, but specifically your life before prison. Yeah. And then we'll get into that a little bit. I first want to acknowledge the fact that like, I want to take y'all to the place of being a person that's in life without the possibility of parole. Some of your family members have turned on you. The friends that you grew up have testified against you in order to get you here to get the life sentence, right? So you're in a dark place, right? You're in Louisiana. You're in one of the worst prisons in the world. 
and then a letter just comes up under your door and it says boom it says lisa buffo boom and it's a person you've never met you don't know from a it's just like wow you care about me you care about what's going on with me way in a prison in louisiana and your own friends that you grew up with have turned on you so that's the place where i want to start this at to take you guys there because that's where it's like that's where it's really at because when you have a life sentence, like people really, really, really turn on you. They count you out and they say that, you know, you're dead basically. Your 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 thing says deceased in the fed in a federal prison. Like you're never going to see the streets again. Period. So you know, I really love the fact that, and I always will be here for you and anything that you need. I always be there because it's just like their letters was touching. I was I was telling your partner like I had you guys as pictures and stuff on my wall when you guys used to go places and travel. I travel too, because I travel through you guys. You know, so I want to take you guys there first, but I served life without the possibility of parole, and um, I'm here for a reason, so I have to turn this minus into a plus and really do something with the second chance that I was given. We give out sec second chance career fairs that we do at 40 tons in order to stop the next Corvain Cooper from being the next Corvain Cooper, right? So. Luckily, we were blessed. We got, a, we got a, a media grant with Media Jail, and that can project our message to millions and millions of people. You know, so on our grind and on our journey as 40 tons, we want to help all the next prisoners. Yes, I was a prisoner, but we want to change the T-shirt and, and, and get these guys home. Just yesterday, we had her talk to Parker Coleman. That was the day before yesterday. He's serving 60 years on our same conspiracy right now today. So the people that are like getting left behind while the industry is steadily growing and growing and growing and growing, you got Luke Scarmazzo that started the first dispensary in Modesto and that's like, he's doing 22 years and you got Edwin Rubies that has a master's degree, you know, and it's super smart and they're all pushed away in Humberto and they're all pushed away in prison while the industry is steadily blossoming. So at 40 times, we just, we want to change that and we want that to stop. You know what I mean? We want these people to be home. We want to fight for them. Luckily, we have people like Lisa that, that, that reaches out and touched a prisoner's heart. That can change, just a letter can change your heart. And it can just give you more motivation to want to keep fighting and keep going and keep, you know, changing your whole perspective on how you're looking at your time. When I was doing my time, I never accepted that I had a life sentence. Because once you accept it, it's, you see people walking around like zombies in there, you know? So first thing is not to accept it and um, just keep your journey going and just, you could do anything because here I am, I'm a miracle right here. So anything that you want to do, you can do. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to read a little bit of the letters. Okay. I brought some. Okay. Um, but let's just like take everybody to that, that place in time. So you're from L.A. Yeah. You have two, two daughters. Two daughters. H how old were you when you went in and how old were they? I was 33 when I went in. And how old was Clear? And Clear. Scotland was two and Clear was five. Okay. And turning six, I was I was on my way to take her to cheerleading practice, drill team practice, and that's when the feds just it was like whoa, yeah, it was it was it was a thing. Yeah. And um, 
you were an entrepreneur before you went in, right? You had a you had, had a, a clothing company. Yeah, I had a clothing store and I had my kids' face on the side, like if you follow the story. And uh, I was I'm big in fashion, so on Forty Tons we try to be big on our fashion. You look great. I'm, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I, I had the clothing store. You're trying to get out the game, but you got to be out the game for five years. Right, so it's a five-year statute of limitation in the Fed. So if you're four years, like my friend Anthony, was four years, nine months, that's not enough. Those extra five months, they're going to still give you a whooping for that. Like, it's, the Feds is very, very particular, and they're very, very serious on how the conspiracy is ran and how you can get out the conspiracy. And you could just get in a conspiracy by, like, Anthony had started a thing called Jump for Joy, and he had got out the game and he had built up a foundation for obesity kids and then he just let him borrow some money. So if you just let somebody borrow six, seven thousand dollars to get in the game or thirty thousand to get in the game, you're in the game too. Because that money went in the game. So we want to show people that and we want people to know about the expungements because it's a big era right now with like pill popping and smoking weed and doing all, all those are, are prior felonies in the feds. So if you have a friend, he has one felony and he was popping pills, that's one. You get a pound of weed, that's two. And then you can just say, hey, I wanna make some money because the, the market is already pushing back legacy. So now you got caught in a conspiracy. We got Dose now that we're, uh, it's Daniel, it's a, a lawyer out of Pittsburgh that we're advocating for right now that just turned himself in in uh, May. And he's doing five years because he was, he was an attorney selling weed on the side. And he just turned himself in a couple of weeks ago. So it's still going on today. People are still doing time. And we just want people to know that. So, so Corvain asked that we not prepare for this. And we just come up here and speak from the heart. But I did prepare. And um, he said I can ask him anything. <laughs> so um, do you mind telling the story about what got you sent in? Yeah. So... We were selling weed and melon weed to North Carolina to kind of make the story kind of go a little faster. So, <laughs> because it's a real long story to get to 40 tons of marijuana, obviously. <laughs> so, we we're melon it. We started off with an eighth, too. We, me and Anthony started off with an eighth, and then we just kept flipping. So, that shows you our, our hustling ability. So, we kept hustling, we kept hustling, we kept going until we got to crates. Anthony thought of the crate, and then we started melon crates of marijuana. <laughs> so, Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> so it kept going and it kept going, and as as time prevailed, everybody split up, and you know everybody's calling it. I guess we figured that we thought we made enough to get out the game. You've got to start a store. You're going to start whatever business that you wanted to start, but you weren't out the game long enough, right? So then they can still come back and get you. It's that one person that stays in the game and gets caught and brings you down and 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 if it's I don't care how much money you got or how much the lawyer, you can't beat this, you feel me? Because it's a conspiracy, it's the web you can't get out of because this is your friend and he's gonna get on the stand and you guys were doing business and it's just gonna be hard to beat. It's, it's one of the hardest charges to beat and people are buried in there off this charge. So that's another charge that needs to get changed because it was, it was really built to bring down the mob and now they're bringing down people's families with this charge. But um, yeah, that's basically. So the conspiracy charge is what the life without parole. Yeah, and the A51 enhancements. So I got caught with a pound of weed in 2011, 
and I got caught with a bottle of cough syrup because I started in, in selling ca- in cough California, syrup. correct? In California, and I was so there was the, me- there's medical in California. And I was the campaign for Prop 64, so it got taken off my record and Prop 47. So both of those priors get took off your record, but it doesn't get took off your record in the feds. So that's what people need to know. It's only getting taken off your record in the state. The feds don't acknowledge it. So, okay, I'm going to read it now. Okay, Okay. go for it. Go for it. Um, Okay, so one of the things about sending letters that Mary told us is I, I, I didn't know what to say. We were just like, let's do this. I had no idea what to say, and I felt a tremendous amount of, and she just said, talk about your life. Send pictures, talk about your life. And I was, I had been traveling to Puerto Rico. I had been, you know, doing some things during the pandemic and I felt extremely guilty telling him about my travels and going to the beach and, you know, building this business while he's, you know, spending time in prison. Um, But she assured me and assured us that that brings a lot of joy and to, to do that and to let them know about what is happening on the outside and to be very honest and forthcoming about your life. So I, pr- I had printed out some pictures and I sent them to you on the, on the first letter. And I, I don't think you knew it was coming, but I just yeah. sent it um, and told you about what I was doing. So I, I believe this is the first letter you sent um, so or returned letter. So okay. um, Friday, October 23rd, 2020. And I should mention it also takes some time for these. It's not like regular U.S. mail where it's two to three business days and then it's there. It's a process. It's got to be... They got to read it. They read it. (laughs) Yes, they go through it. Um, You can't add, like, color and things like that. It was very particular. So I'm going to read the first two pages. I'm going to try. Okay. Hey, Lisa, just got your letter. We're on another lockdown. The police got stabbed. This place stays on lockdown because of violence. I've been here two and a half years and have never been out of my cell one whole month. This is hard time for real, but God made me strong enough to stand through it. I love the Lakers, and I had asked him if he had been watching the NBA games at the time, but there was a hurricane going on during the game, so the TVs were out, and I missed the final game. But in real life, I've literally been to all of the Laker championships in person. My uncle Keith took me to the championship at the forum when Michael Jordan won his first ring against the Lakers. I hope we can work together on 40 tons and make it one of the biggest companies in cannabis. As far as children go, I wish my daughters would stop growing. I want a son once I come home. I always wanted one. Kids are amazing. I had just turned 30, so he said 30 is a good age if you're down and ready to settle down. Now, if you guys are just having fun, you should wait because being a parent is a lifetime job. I have a text uh, that I talk to many on every day when we're out, and you sent me the number. I can't see this text until something comes up, but it feels good to always have messages. As far as pictures go, I would love to see you. Colorado, Puerto Rico, the whole nine yards. I try my best to put pictures on Instagram. Keep everyone posted with what's going on. Me and Clear, your daughter, her birthday is coming soon. She will be 15th on November 1st. She was born a few hours by me. I was born on November 2nd. I'm not really big on animals ever since my dog Rocky died when I was young. And then I got bit 
by a dog near me. Also, I never heard your name Buffo before. <laughs> Where does it come from? It's beautiful. And then, and then you kept going and just told me all about your life yeah. and your daughters. And yeah. your daughter, and I wrote in my calendar about both of your upcoming birthdays. Yeah. So she had been turning 15, and the last time you had seen her was when? Shit, when she was 13, because we've been on lockdown for like two years. Because of COVID? Yeah, it's the COVID and the violence. The violence is serious, too. So that's how we had initially first started, and then yeah. we, you know, we got into it a little bit. Um, yeah. And I wanted to, to, so before I read the next one, what yeah. was it like at that time? Do you remember like October 2020 and it's, what lockdown was like in Louisiana? Lockdown was, was really, really rough because you're actually, you're fighting a clemency. You're trying to write back and forth because you're in the middle of it at the time. I'm at like 140, 156, 6,000 signatures on one of the top runners. Um, so your life is on the line because the only way I can get out is with a clemency, right? And, you're and can you explain what clemency is for those who don't know? For those who don't know, a clemency is like your lottery ticket. That's why we trademarked that at 40 tons because clemency is better than the lottery. So it's your only way of getting out of prison if you have a life sentence, unless you get part, you get a pardon or a clemency, and only the president of the United States can do that. And at the time, the president of the United States is Trump. And at the time, Trump is going through a lot of stuff. So I got a good push and I got a good run, but the person that I'm depending on is kind of going through some stuff, right? So he's going through a, a, a lot of things and he's in the media a lot, so you're wondering, how is he even going to think about me? And he has all this going on. So you're dependent on that. October came, November came, and BET did a special on me during the Hip Hop Awards, which was called Smoke. So I had a 27-minute segment on there. and With Nas, right? With Nas. And Nas executive producer put that together. And that really, really, really gave me a push. So there, my letters went from like two letters a day to like 20 to 30 letters a day, right? So this is still toward the end of his, his term. And when you're at the end of the term, you Letters can, to you or letters as Just letters from just people in the world and just everyone writing and everyone saying how they feel and how they feel about the situation after they've physically seen it on the screen because some people don't know it exists still today, right? So that's why exposure is, is a must. So when that happened, right after that, my attorney, Patrick McGraw, we, we made the front page of the New York Times. He had argued with Trump about getting his friends out, but you left Corvain Cooper in there, right? And that was a push. That was on the 29th, but now it's on the... Trump is going to be in office maybe 20 more days, right? So he's at the end of his term. It's, it's, it's really, 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 really pushing. It's getting, it's getting towards the end. So it's, your nerves are going to be really, really bad. So on the, on the last night, I have to take him to the, I gotta take him to the last hold, night. Hold on, because oh, okay. I have your letter from December 31st. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. it's right at this, this point in time. Um, okay, so this is New Year's Eve. So, December 31st, your letter came right on time to start off New Year's Eve. I run a ticket in here, so of course I'm watching the games. This was the NBA games, right? Yeah, okay. I, was, I was the bookie. I still had to hustle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, 
it's just the hustler in me. <laughs> I love your energy through your letters. It speaks volume. Not only are you beautiful, thank you, <laughs> Rodolfo is very lucky, but I have seen and met so many people in my life that I know a real one within seconds. We're still on lockdown, so that's why I can't return your text. And I had been trying to text you from when you sent me that number, and, and I never got anything back, so I, I knew something was being held up. I pay $30 a month for services on the computer, but on Christmas Eve, they let out 16 cells, and it was a riot over who was next on the computer, and it involved eight stabbed. This place has to be one of the worst places in the world. I've been here for three years and have never been out of my cell to talk to my family for no holidays, period, or birthdays. But somehow, I still find to keep a smile on my face. Anthony runs my page. I've never even been on Instagram. If I did have a phone, I wouldn't even know how to use it. I'm kind of old school when it comes to stuff like that. I love cars. I'm really into the new electric wave and I want the BMW i8 when I get home. <laughs> if anybody's got one. <laughs> and I love living in high rises. I wish I could sit back and look at Instagram, especially being in the cell alone, which really hit me because I sit and scroll on Instagram a lot and hate it because it's, <laughs> it feels like a time suck and a waste of time and a you know, mental drain. So to hear you say, like, I wish I could do that, yeah. you know, woke me up a little bit. Um, and then you said, um, I meditate in my cell every morning. And you said that there was some, basically somebody in there that, that helps you do that. Um, and then we started talking about our birthdays and, yeah. and um, our signs, because we're both water signs. He's yeah, a Scorpio, yeah, yeah. I'm a Cancer. <laughs> um, and you said, I see you were born on the summer solstice. I think more about one of the biggest, about building one of the biggest brands in this new billion dollar industry, and then think about being in prison. I want my daughters to be proud to be a Cooper. Thanks for looking this birthday up. I felt it was very close to me. I'm over COVID and I love how you study things. And I was sending, I think I sent you like a printout of what your birthday meant. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that was Some crossword dope. puzzles and... Yeah. I tried to send some like games and things, but yeah. I don't think they actually got through to you. I don't think the games got through, but the main important thing was the breaking down of what the sign meant and what the Scorpio meant, and that was some good things to read during that time. It was dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I was trying to keep it a little entertaining and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. something different. Um, but yeah, and you had talked about, you said, you told me about your uncle who took you to the Lakers games yeah. when you were younger, and you yeah. said... Um, about how you think about him a lot, especially with the game is on. And on my bucket list, I want to sit courtside at the Lakers game mm. next to Jack. Mm. Who yeah. was Jack? Is that your uncle? Uh, no, Jack Nicholson. Who? <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want to sit next to Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, yeah. anyone knows Jack Nicholson or has courtside <laughs> seats? That's still on your bucket list? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe at next year's summit we'll do it there. Okay. Um, but you had also told me about how you had you had COVID when you were in prison and you were pretty sick. Yeah, and they weren't taking care of anybody. They're not taking care of anyone in there. And not only that, you're stuck in one room where it's constantly moving around. So even when you're out, 
everyone's going to continue to get it, so then everyone's going to get it because no one's going to be able to leave the building. During the time it was COVID, you couldn't go outside. Even if they let unlock the doors, you still only got to be inside. So everybody's just passing it to each other. There's no medicine. There's no way to help you. So it's just like, get over it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's really a horrible place to be, actually. And what, um, how did you get to Louisiana from California? Like, you, you start in California, so the bad thing about being kind of like looked at as kind of like a leader or whatever in the prison, that's not the worst thing that you want to be, right? Because if you're looked upon as a leader, then you're the first person to go when something happens because they feel that you have some kind of influence over other people's decisions that they make, and then they move you away from your family and from... Atwater was already a four-hour drive because that's, like, near the bay, right? So, so that's where you were first? Yeah. And, then and I your got family's shipped. in L.A.? Yeah, my family's in L.A., but it take them four hours just to get to Atwater, and then they ship me to uh, Louisiana. So, so now we're at December 31st, 2020. Yeah. At the time, at CMA, I don't know if any of you came to our first Future of Cannabis Marketing, TED Style Talks, 2021. That was January 19th. Okay. Um, we had invited Anthony. Anthony and I had been in touch, and he, you know, wanted to come, and um, but he couldn't. So tell me what was going on in January. So now January, this is your countdown. If you're, you're waiting on the clemency and you got life, this is your countdown. So the first day of January, you're seeing what what names he's doing. Okay, he's not doing, but now he's doing a push. They're saying, oh, he's going to do a push. It's on the news. You're, you're only watching the news in NPR. That's all you're doing is listening to NPR and watching the news. That, that's all they let you listen. No, that's what's all you want to do if you're waiting on the clinic. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so now you're, you're to the 19th, right? So he, Trump releases a few names, right? So every hour on the hour when it comes... They're like, oh, you get Kodak Black, you get Lil Wayne, which, you know, I've had run-ins with these people before, and you hear the rappers, and you hear Harry O, and you hear all the, the, the names, right? So as hours go by, it's like a bottom ticker at the bottom, but we're on lockdown, so you have to look, somebody that, you have to scream downstairs, and you have to say, hey, man, do you see my name on a ticker yet? because they have a ticker that's going across the bottom, but they can see better because their the TV is closer to their cell. So they're like, no, we don't see your name. So, but everyone's kind of rooting for me in there, but every 30 minutes to an hour, CNN releases new names on the bottom ticker. My name's still not there. Now it's at 11, it's made it to 11 o'clock at night. On the 19th. Yeah, and my name's still not on the ticker. Right, and you're like, damn, this is the last day. He's going to leave office. So it's the 25th tomorrow, so he's going to leave office. And I had a push. I've been on TV. I've, everyone's fighting, you know. So you, you you're looking for the push. And then 11:30 comes. You're not on there. You're just basically saying, like, damn, I got to suit up and say, this is it? I got to do another fight, maybe with another president, or I got to put my fighting shoes back on. So. I wake up in the morning, they're doing showers, so you have to get, put your hand through the tray slot and get handcuffed to go to the shower at a USP prison when you're on lockdown because it's a, it's a threat, you're a threat, you're, you're a threat. So 
you, you open the door, it showers at six in the morning. When I look to the left, I see Trump getting on the helicopter, right? So I'm like, damn, Trump's getting, it's not like he's going to sign it while he's getting on the helicopter, right? And then you look to the right, Biden's getting inaugurated in. They're having a full inauguration going on. So you really have to, this is the time where you're like, damn, with, with the push that I just had, like, you don't even know if your push is going to be that big, right? So some people, I'll never forget a guy from D.C., like, screamed out his cell on the way to the showers, like, no, Corvette, put your head up, man. Like, maybe it's some, like, missed paperwork or something, but, like, man, you, you're gone. I can feel it, man. Like, you're gone, right? But it's 630 in the morning. Like, the president is leaving. Like, what do you mean I'm going? You know what I mean? So we go to the shower. On the now 20th. You, yeah, so you're handcuffed to the shower. Now you come back. When you come back, when you come back from the shower, you have to handcuff and boom, now you go in your cell. So now you, your mental mind has to physically say, because people are doing clemencies at the end of their, their term. So even if Biden, even if you're going to do another push with Biden, it's when he's leaving. It's not when he's coming in. So if he does an eight-year term, you have an eight-year time to put in your lottery ticket before it's even going to get signed. So I suit up. I just say, just start making my bed, and I have to get ready for another fight. It's maybe like, I would say from there, maybe 30 to 45 minutes, you hear people screaming and knocking on the thing, like, counselors walking, counselors walking, right? So it's like an alert because a counselor, what is a counselor coming to your bed, building for? We're on a 90-day lockdown. He just had a riot. There's no reason why he's coming in here. He's not like he's checking on you, right? So he hits the, they said he hit the top tier. So as soon as he hits the top tier, everybody. What does that mean? The top tier is like, let's say this is the top tier because they got the second floor. So I'm staying on the top tier. And he unlocks the door. And at this point, we just had to put our hands to the tray slots to put handcuffs on to go to the shower. So it's only one way you can unlock the door is when you're feeling unsafe or, or you're feeling this never happens in the USP for a counselor to unlock the door and open it when you're on a, a severe lockdown. And he said, man, you got five minutes to pack your shit up, man. You're out of here. So it was just, it's a moment in time that you would never forget. People start knocking on the doors and screaming and everyone was happy. It was a win for like the, the, the whole prison system at that time. And everyone was happy for me. I told everybody to walk by faith, not by sight, you feel me? And that was like what I left in the unit, and it's still in the unit to this day, where it's like, do not let anything blur you. If you even see in the letters, like, with the life sentence, with not knowing if I'm coming home, it's still projected that we want 40 tons to be this, and we want 40 tons to be that, and we want to be the biggest company, and we want to chase these goals, and I'm talking to Anthony every day on what we want to do with 40 tons. And to see us, we haven't took a day off since I've been home. When you see 40 tons, you only see us. We have no workers. We have no, no staff. Whatever we've, you've seen us do, it's, that's what we've done with the hard work that we've put in. Because we, we, we're big on, on, that's why our thing is called the second chance. Because I got a second chance in life. And I just want to do the best with it. Yeah. So you had said at the, you closed one of your letters and you said, thanks again for everything. Hope I see you soon. 
I, I think this is the New Year's one. You said 2021 is my year for freedom and making 40 tons the biggest brand out there and look into my eyes a best-selling book 2021 yeah and we're still working on that we're looking to my august hopefully we have look into my eyes out and media jelly be be promoting it so yeah so he's he's working on a book but i just i just wanted to capture this moment where you you thanked me for for not, not doing anything. Hope I see you soon. 2021 is my year for freedom and making 40 tons the biggest brand out there. And that, you closed your letter like this. And then you said, P.S., did you get your free Corvain t-shirt yet? <laughs> Which I did. <laughs> um, but you had that optimism and that foresight after spending, how many years had you been in prison at that point? Uh, nine at that point. Nine yeah. years in prison, so almost a decade. Yeah. In a pet, U.S. federal prison, yeah. st- hours away from your family during a pandemic, yeah. and you closed your letter saying, thank you, this is my year for freedom and making your brand the biggest one out there. So you were still building yeah. your company from prison. Yeah. <laughs> so that's amazing. Um, so I've lost my notes, but that's okay. Um, so let's talk about 40 tons and where you're at now because it, so I remember when you got out, Anthony FaceTimed me. We had just finished our event. Um, it was extremely emotional. I started sobbing, breaking down. It was like- Stopped in Denver. I stopped in Denver on, on we had a layover in Denver flying back. You did and yeah. I ran to the airport because yeah. I think you had, literally, I think you ran, ran out of- Because we, we only had like 20 minute layover, 30 it, minute layover. It was a 20 minute layover. And yeah. if you know the Denver airport, it's huge. So he ran out of security. I ran to the airport. Rodolfo dropped me off. We hugged for like three minutes and then you had to run and catch your flight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was awesome. And we got a picture and I'll have to share it later. But um, you haven't, so you got out and started working immediately. The picture you took from the parking lot is in your 40 tons gear at the penitentiary. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am so impressed by it because if I had just spent a decade in prison, I would be mm. angry, depressed. Yeah. I, I don't know what, where I would be mentally, but you, you amaze me in, in your uh, resolve and resilience and your ability to be optimistic and just keep working. Like you've, got, you've been working nonstop. So tell mm. me about what's happened since January 20th, 2021, what, what your mission is at 40 Tons and what you've been building. It's, it started, like like you said, immediately, like Anthony, he brought, when he came and picked me up, we almost went to jail to the day. Anthony was speeding, and we got pulled over. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, okay. <laughs> yeah, so Anthony was speeding. Well, first of all, like, anybody that kind of, like, knows me, like, I'm kind of big on, like, I want to be clean, I want to be this, I want to be that, so... Before I even want to FaceTime everybody or or even see my own kids, I kind of looked like a Wolfman X when I like because we was just on lockdown in the cell. So I wanted to get a haircut, get cleaned up first before I even FaceTime them. So everyone's calling Anthony's phone like, "Well, where is he? They said you picked him up." He, so he's lying to everybody like, "Oh, I haven't picked him up. I'm in the barber chair." So he's <laughs> he's lying saying that, that they haven't picked me up yet. So. Now we're rushing because we have to go. We're trying to get back. And, and yeah, we're, we're going to Texas. We're going to see Brittany K. Barnett, who was instrumental on me getting out. And um, so we're going to stop in Dallas and we're going to fly from Dallas. Patrick McGurl, my attorney, is out there. 
and we're and we're trying to fly back. So he's speeding. So when the police come over to the car, I don't have any ID or nothing. The last thing I want you to ask me is what's my name and what am I doing? You know what I mean? Because I haven't got permission. In the feds, it's really bad because you can really get a violation in the feds because they're really big on any contact with the police. You have to report it. So he's speeding. I'm looking straight. And then he's, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, shit. I've been out of jail fucking one hour. <laughs> and I'm about to go back to prison. So, and they send you right in the feds. You go right back to where you just left. So you're going to be the embarrassment of everyone. Like, you didn't stay out an hour, you know. So that was a scary moment. But we made it through it. And he got a speeding ticket that I don't know if he paid yet, that I don't know if he has a warrant <laughs> right now for. But, yeah, so we picked him up with the 40 tons outfit on. I already had the 40 tons outfit. We have a picture of that, too, in our video upstairs. And um, we just said, let's just go on a journey and just keep working. And we haven't stopped working since, like, it's no days off, and, and, and we really want to be global and, and push one of the biggest brands. So in order to do that, you're going to have to put the work in, and, and that's what we're here to do. And t- tell us about the brand and the mission, like the 40 Tons name. It's, first of all, first of all, the 40 Tons name is a real thing. So October 13th, 2013 is when I went to trial. Me, Evelyn, LaChapelle, and Natalia Wade, if you know their story, they went to trial with me. And it's the 40 Tons conspiracy started when we got found guilty on that day in trial, Charlotte, Mecklenburg, uh, North Carolina, so that you can Google that to see that it's not, oh, we didn't just come up with a name out of this thin air. It's the name of a real case that I had to look on my wall every day and wake up and see this newspaper clipping of sentence to life for 40 Tons of Marijuana, drug ring leader or whatever, however they put it. And I always said, I'm going to turn that minus into a plus and change that whole story around. Yeah. And if you've seen um, their booth or their video upstairs, t- tell us about the logo. If you the could describe lo- it and, and the story behind it. So kind of when you see like it's the Corvain Cooper going Anthony, up and down. You, stand up you and gotta kind of stand up a little bit and show the logo. This is Anthony. Yeah, okay. in, his, in the logo. So, our logo on his back. so when Anthony was designing this, he was he, he, did, he did a real good job. And it's my past. That's my past when you're looking at it. So it's Corvain Cooper, and that's my past facing that way. And that's what I have to look forward to, and we're breaking the chains of injustice at the same time when we do it. Yeah. 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 So let's, let's talk about the mission behind the brand and the bigger picture for the audience as far as brands and marketers here. What, what, what do you want this audience to know? Um, and, and what is our duty and responsibility as an industry? The first thing that I would want people to do is go to 40tons.co and the prisoner shirts that you see when you go on the Shopify on there, that money goes straight to their books, right? So we want to get, we want them to grow with us. We want as big as 40 tons get, we want them to get big with us, right? So if they're selling, I think Humberto sold the most shirts, right? So one month, Humberto made like $800 selling shirts, right? We want, let's say if the shirt costs us $14 to make, and it's $30 on our site. The $16 of the profit goes straight to their books. So every 10 shirts, that's another $160 that's going on their account, on their commissary account, right? So they get to grow with us, and the mission grows, and the people are not forgotten, right? So there's 10 people that we're advocating for now. There'll be more people on the site as well, but we want to keep pushing the mission to first start with them, 
yeah, it's cool to build a brand or it's cool to try to make some money or it's really no money in the industry anyway right now with all the taxes. But it's cool to do all these things, but to forget the people that, that helped start. Just look at Luke Scramazzo was one of the first dispensary owners in Modesto, and then he has to sit in prison while Modesto and all everything takes off. So we can't forget about them. So our first core mission is that. Our second core mission is our cannabis career fairs. Right, so we want our brand to be built on what are we doing for the person after they get out of prison, right? Can we, can we put them in a market? You might just be good at making the packages. You might just be good at marketing. You might just be good at whatever ancillary thing that you're good at. We want to make sure that we can bring that out of you. And if you don't have the knowledge, we give out scholarships from Oaksterdam, right? So you can win a scholarship when you come to our career fairs. And we're going to come to Denver and do one with all the brands out here. And we're going to go global. We'll be in New Jersey, August 13th, in Trenton, New Jersey, with our fourth one. And um, that's what we want our brand to be built on so we can have some legs to stand on and not just be a, another person with a package. And to your point about the commissary, you had said in one of your letters, you sent me your Western Union address and said, there's a lot of campaigns out there saying they're sending money to me, but none of them actually come to me. Here's the direct way to route information. So. There is, there is a direct way to get money and resources, but... No. Right, like, they had, they had a, like, a lot of, at that time, like, by the case getting big and by my name was getting in the, in, the, in the community bigger, they had a lot of people that were, like, stealing money. So we, that's another thing that we're big on at 40 tons because it was like, damn, you raised six, seven dollars, or this person raised 20,000, or this person raised 40,000, and they didn't give you anything. Like, you know, like they raise it on your name and didn't even send you any money on your books. Like, so even at a small level at, at, as we are, we're, we're very small at 40 tons. We still send money and still bought Parker glasses and he needed some glasses. There were $1,100 to get him the glasses. But the money that we went out and hustled t-shirts and raised money, that's what he needed. That's what we're going to get you, right? So you have brands that are saying that they're doing that and not doing it and it was really hurtful to know that that was happening and i want to talk about parker coleman so can you tell everybody a little bit about parker and and what you're doing for him and and what the audience can do as well and as far as writing them, it's like you, you see what he said he said just even writing them uplifting them and saying hi how you doing we're out here fighting and you're going to come home one day just to receive that when you're sitting in your cell, he's been gone. He's missed his whole 20s. He's a young, good kid, right? That he's maybe 30. We got caught April 2010 to start the conspiracy. So that's 12 years of his life he's already missed. So he's in 60 years, a very smart kid that just got some weed and melted and put it to the airport and sold marijuana. And now his whole life has changed. And as you can see on the phone conversation that you had, he's still keeping his demeanor. He's still humble. He's still fighting and he's still doing his thing. And he's a part of the 40 tons conspiracy because he's a, it's, it's a three part conspiracy. So he's still really a part of 40 tons. And when I first got to the unit, when I met Parker, he was going to trial and he had just got found guilty. And, uh, so it was even harder for me to pick to go to trial after finding out that he just got found guilty. And I got to go sit in front of the same judge, Judge Conrad, I have to sit in front of the same people, right? And he just went through this when I just 
came to the unit and met Parker. So me and him bonded, and that was our bond. We had both said, no, it's like we want to keep our rights. I don't want to. I mean, your deal is 22 years, you know, and if, not, if you're not taking someone else's life. And, and, and going in and, and cooperating against anybody. They want you to sign for 15 to 22 years. To me, that was life. So I for decided. For the same to things that we're the, all doing. For the, I mean, for the same things. You know? And then it's even worse when you get the 10 or the 22 years. What makes that even worse is that people are coming home from these bids, or these 10 and 15 year bids, and you know, it's no public thing. It's no one cares about it because if let's say, let's just say if you do get, let's say if I did get 10 years, right? You do get 10 years, it's no push behind it. It's nothing comes with it. You're just another number and you did 10 years and you came home and you don't even get, you know, you know, luckily, you know, Last Prisoner Project and other groups that I was dealing with and, you know, it was paparazzi at the airport or whatever it was to make the case bigger. But the person that's coming home from 10 years, they don't get no push. Yeah. So, so we're at about time, um, but I, I, I want to end on the note of what, what do you want this room to know? What, what can the industry folks here, marketers, communications professionals, brand owners, what, what do you wish that they understood better and what can we do moving forward? I say moving forward, I think awareness of, that this is still going on is very big, you know, so for your company to be aware of what's going on and aware of the things that are taking place, to bring more awareness, if everybody can put aside, like, that's cool because you're going to make money anyway if your company's going to make money, but if everyone can bring more awareness, right, that is going on and that the prisoners and represent the prisoners more, right, if everyone does it together as a conglomerate, then the, the the prisoners grow, their name grows, the company grows, and then you can help change the narrative of them getting out of prison while the company is making money, right? So that's what I think. And lastly, how can everyone support 40 Tons? Outside of the t-shirts, what else do you need? Do you need professional services? Do you, like, what, what can people offer to help you all take your next step? I think doing a, a career fair out here would be good to get with the big brands and then we can, the big brands, the little brands, the regular brands or whatever, and we do a career fair and hire the people that's been affected by this, by the war on drugs and really put them in position whether you just need them to, to clip the buds or you just need somebody to post or whatever it is that you're lacking at your company. I think it, we, we can find it, right, if we all work together. So I think that's the biggest thing that we can do is all work together and figure out what's the niche that we can do together to make the same goal happen. So if any, is anybody hiring here? Okay, so if you're hiring, let's, let's connect with you and Anthony yeah. and get, get folks in touch. Let's do it. Mm. Okay. Right, right. And when it comes to retail and, and Denver, we're trying to get to we're trying to get to Denver. But if you just see forty tons anywhere, just buy it and support it, and know that you're supporting a social impact brand. That's something for a good cause. Well, Corvain, this has been the pleasure of a lifetime to be able to have this conversation with you on this stage. I am so honored, and th this is a, mi a miracle in my mind to yeah. have this conference after this pandemic to have this conversation with you. You know, starting from that, I I am speechless. So thank you. Yeah. And never give up and just always 
if you don't see it yet and, and, and whatever vision you see, just keep going. Like I remember when she was starting this thing and, and, your, and your vision and now your vision is coming to life. And, and it's crazy because like both our visions are coming to life at the same time. So that's what really makes it dope. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Party Like a Marketer. Follow us on Instagram at Party Like a Marketer and on our website, thecannabismarketingassociation.com.